Jeremy here. Just before we get into the show, wanted to give an update. We have a new tier on our Patreon. That is the Sheikah supporter tier for $5 or more a month. You get a week early access to episodes as well as getting to pick games that you play alongside us. Each month, people in this tier can pick a game that we'll play. We'll stream it on our Discord for everyone else to see. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. We just played the Rogue Hero Ruins of Tassos game, uh, which is this roguelike, Zelda-like game that uh, is very similar to the old Four Swords games. It's very chaotic. It's very, very fun. If you want to join up in that, go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild. If you can't afford that, we do still have the smaller tier. Just a reminder, people that join in that tier, they get ad-free episodes. They also get access to our side quests episodes, where once a month we record an episode just talking about all the other games that we have been playing. You also get to pick the games that we play in between Zelda games, what we call our Gaiden games, as well as getting a shout-out. If that sounds good to you, once again, go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild sign up support us we really appreciate it anyways that's all i have so let's get on with the show hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, Chat of the Wild. This season, we are starting our Wind Waker season, I guess, to be redundant. Uh, I am your host, Brian. Uh, Jeremy was kind enough to let me host Hello. one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> kind enough. <laughs> uh, we talked about this like over a year ago, I think, in fact. So um, I kind of pulled him aside and was like, how do you feel about letting me uh, do the Wind Waker season? Cool. <laughs> you're probably like well less for me to do so uh this this uh this season we will be uh going through the uh first and only gamecube well not only uh, now that i think about it uh twilight princess was also on gamecube technically mm-hmm. but uh the first and only gamecube zelda game that really matters as far as a gamecube zelda game goes um, I am joined by everybody, the usual crew. Uh, go ahead. Let's see. We've got Jeremy here. Hello again. <laughs> We've got BC here. Hello once more. We've got Ty here. Hi. I never said hi, so. And we've got Tiffy in the corner. Hello. Yay, everybody. I want to start off the way we usually start off these Zelda seasons and give everyone a chance to share some of their personal memories. I always thought it was funny that this one kind of got hate for the art style at first, and then it's like almost like a classic now. Oh yeah, so, yeah, definitely. But no, this one's just one of my favorite. I love sailing the seas and uh, just messing around on all the islands. So it's fun. Yeah, I think it's funny that that uh, like games journalists will be like, "No, no, this game is a classic." Yeah, and then uh, 
but they weren't, you know, they're in their, you know, their own like journalist bubble. So, so they didn't, they weren't at the game stores and <laughs> in the high schools and the middle schools like we were when people were like, oh, Zelda. Yep. Oh, Zelda's so, it's such a kid game. I remember opening up that and, gold case with the gold disc and <laughs> popping in that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I do remember this game like getting announced and watching that initial trailer it was like a the video quality like in order to like have it at its full resolution it was still just like a postage stamp size oh because yeah. it was taken off of the like the cheapest camera you possibly could in the crowd <laughs> it was on, of a screen no 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 this was like this was like the direct video trailer footage but it was only oh, like okay. it was only like 144p yeah. so it was it was super low res <laughs> but i watched that over and over and over again uh with like link w- winking at the screen yeah, yeah there were just all the little things about it like the, you see uh one of the enemies swinging a giant staff and it hits one of his other like fellow moblins yeah. and i remember just like seeing that and losing my mind like enemies yeah. could hit each, hit each other. other um and yeah, I was I was I was super excited about this game from the second it was announced. Even when you know we, I remember even seeing the initial Zelda Tech demo. And yeah, I wonder if we should talk about that. It's not in my outline, but I didn't even consider bringing that up. Well, it's it's that the whole reason that people were upset. The game, yeah. Um, the whole reason that people the were upset with it. Space World. Uh, CG demo. Yeah, and it had a more realistic style to it. And that's what led people to be upset because they thought that was a, a taste of what the next Zelda was, game was going to be. Yeah. Instead, we got this completely different art style. So the argument I remember being back then was, whatever happened to the first trailer? And it was just, they just <laughs> didn't understand. That wasn't the first trailer. That was a tech demo. Yeah. And they, you know, we, we, we've seen many tech demos of games that have never existed. It was like, here's what the GameCube could feasibly do. Yeah. Yes. I don't even Not remember this tech demo. Like. Oh, you, you don't remember I don't that, really that, remember that the tech demo, but... It's it's a quick little video of Link and Ganon fighting. It's, like, not even a minute it's long. Like, oh. it, it looks like a 2D action, or a 2D uh, fighting game, basically. Yeah, it looks very similar to, like, what you would expect from Soul Calibur uh, huh. it, on GameCube. Like, okay. imagine yeah. that visually in, like, a dark underground dungeon. And that's basically what that tech demo was. And, and Ganon or Link with some, like, really... Pink lips. <laughs> uh, BC, do you have uh, any thoughts on uh, you know you want to bring up about your personal memories of this? Yeah, well, so this is probably the the Zelda game that I have the least like emotional attachment to that I've played. Okay, um, but I mean, I remember playing it as a kid. I remember it was weird because like this is like a time when there was a lot of stuff that was cell shaded. Like cell shading was just like becoming a thing. Or maybe wasn't just becoming a thing, but was entering the zeitgeist, I should say. Like, yeah, like <laughs> developers were realizing, oh, this will be cheaper if we make it like this. And uh, I, actually, I think like the big thing I remember from playing it as a kid was like the sense of exploration, like yeah. being able to sail around and just like feeling like it was a sort of open world. Um, like not to to not to spoil it, but there was like. As a kid, there's one point in the game where you end up collecting these certain collectibles that you need to finish the game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> And uh, I remember as a kid finding one, one of them before I needed to, or before I knew that was a thing. I was gonna have to get all of them. And to me, it felt like this like 
super cool secret oh, yeah. that I was like wandering the oceans and found this island and like found this thing that I didn't even know that was out there. And I, it kind of kind of like the same feeling I guess people have with Breath of the Wild when it's like I'm wandering around this big open space and like finding these shrines that have cool stuff in them or challenges. <laughs> it was like that except much smaller scale like at the time it was like there's this big open ocean and there's tons of stuff for me to find what's out there so yeah there's gonna be a, a lot of breath of the wild uh illusions at least on my end uh in this game yeah. uh i i for one uh so so i've had after the majora's mass season i did a little side episode with my friend adam who he and i were huge fans of ocarina and he went on to be a huge fan of majora whereas i just was still playing ocarina uh but we were super super hyped for this game and we both pre-ordered it so we could get the the master quest disc and uh i was old enough at the time to have a car and so i drove us to the game store at this point the gamecube had been out for a little while and the the discussion of you know the game disc art became a thing so we were like, oh, I wonder what color it's going to be. So we were taking bets on what color the disc would be when we finally popped it open. <laughs> and and we were both wrong. It was gold. We didn't expect that for some reason. I thought it would be green. But uh, I remember us both popping, you know, taking off the cellophane and popping it open and just both going, like, at the same time, like, whoa. <laughs> and then just went home and, and played the ever-loving crap out of this game. Uh, this game uh, means a lot to me. I'm, I, you know, I asked Jeremy to host the season because it means a lot to me. It, like, like Ty, I think it is a, it like is in my top three Zelda games. So for about a month, like four weeks straight, uh, I pretended to be sick every th- every <laughs> Thursday because I knew no one would be at the house and no one would bother me, and and me and my dog would just hang out in the the game room and I would play this game. You know, a lot of a lot of times in the show we talk about like, oh, hey, this is the first time we see this or that. So I wanted to at least add a, a surface level first to this one. Um, this is the first Zelda game where we get a free moving camera. Yeah. Um, and uh, like a first like quote unquote multiplayer because uh, back on the GameCube you can plug your your uh, Game Boy Advance in and and have the Tingle Tuner. Uh, I also want to move on to a couple fun facts, uh, like the fact that the Earth and Wind dungeons were based off of unused ocarina ideas. Um, also, this game is uh, notoriously uh, like ru- like rushed at the end. They they cut some things out just to get it out in time because the GameCube was starting to struggle. Uh, so there were some canceled dungeons from this game as well that have, uh, went to uh, went on to be used in later Zelda games. Um, Wait, the GameCube was struggling? Oh, oh, what? What? No, no, not at all. (laughs) GameCube's doing great. I mean, how does a system that has Super Smash Brothers Melee struggle? (laughs) How does a system with a handle struggle? (laughs) (laughs) You can carry it everywhere. (laughs) Nintendo Power told me that the system was doing great. So uh, let's get to the the opening. Uh, if you know, many of you remember, in the early seasons of this game, I, I love this opening. Whist- I would not stop whistling the uh, uh, game menu screen music from Ocarina uh, to the point where Jeremy would tell me to shut up. 
Um, yeah. But but it's, yeah, I told it's, you to shut yeah. because we're recording an audio medium and you're whistling into your microphone. <laughs> it didn't matter what you were whistling; you were whistling into your microphone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so you know yeah. So I was, but you know you you guys will realize I was obsessed with that ocarina. You know opening. Oh, yeah. um, uh, this one, however, I feel like by the end of the game, this opening becomes way more impactful uh, because, like, two of the characters we will meet, actually, uh, their songs are incorporated into the opening. And so I, I somehow it becomes like, you know, like, Ocarina's music is, like, inertly iconic, whereas this is, like, actively part of the game the music that's in the the start menu one of the i, I love selling points of this game was the uh use of audio throughout it like uh, and you know we'll, we'll play through and we'll see all this but i even remember uh reading about it before the game came out about how they use audio cues for so many things and music cues to like really hit home certain points yeah yeah uh dolby digital flashing <laughs> right at the opening of the game so as soon as you turn the game on basically so, uh, yeah, uh, Ty, you were saying like love this. Well, opening. I love. I this thought you were talking too. about not the start menu. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we, we will get to we will get to that yes. point. Um, Let's talk about uh, this start menu. All right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, also, uh, what what version is everyone playing? Oh yeah, I'm playing on the Wii U, the HD, the the remaster. Yeah. Yep. I'm playing HD and I'm playing on hero mode. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. We all do it differently. Yes, Jeremy. We all do it differently. Uh, I'm playing um, the original GameCube version on. It's working. Uh, I right? had to emulate. Hmm? It's working, right? Uh, so, yeah. So it, I'm probably gonna have to figure out a different solution. I didn't want to <laughs> like drive to like my parents' house and find like my Wind Waker disc or like go into the basement and unearth the Wii U because that yeah. would mean I had to move the PlayStation 2 and that's not happening. <laughs> um, so I'm playing on an emulated version. Uh, I own it, but I'm playing it emulated uh, on my 2013 MacBook Air and it runs like garbage. Oh, <laughs> so, oh no. Uh, there, there, when I powered it on the first time, there was a notification at the top left that said this system's performance will be terrible. <laughs> like <laughs> verbatim. Uh, That's funny. Spoiler alert. So, yeah. yeah and, um, and so there's a lot of good music. It all sounds like it's being run through a Commodore 64 oh, for me. No. So uh, we'll, we'll see if I version switch before this is over. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I actually uh, I own this game. I thought I knew where it was. Uh, that ended up not being the case. So I decided to, and you'll be proud of me. I bought something from GameStop, um, and I'm surprised because they were the cheapest version or the cheapest in town. It was like ten dollars cheaper than the used game store. So I was like. Okay, I'll take a chance on GameStop. That ended up being a bad choice. Uh, it still has not arrived. So uh, I played this uh, through uh, Dolphin. Also, my uh, my Dolphin experience has not been great either, BC. But it, it <laughs> nothing uh, popped up to say you're going to regret this. So um, it, it should be here in the next couple days. So I'll, I'll replay this first episode and, and catch up. But I did play. I, I did make it through this one. So... Okay. So uh, another thing, BC uh, using Dolphin. Have you 
It, oh, actually, to ask everyone, uh, the camera, is the horizontal inverted for you guys? I don't know. Yes. I don't know what Just, horizontal invert is. I, do, I, yeah, I don't know. It's horizontal inverted, inverted for me. Because <clears throat> it, it, it definitely did that for me, and I, I was like, was the game always like this? I don't know. I, I didn't just get pay used attention. to it as a kid? Yeah. It, <laughs> as, the, as the one person who... Maybe it's a dolphin, but yeah, it was horizontally inverted for me. Yeah, that was infuriating. <laughs> uh, one more thing before we get started. Uh, what's everyone's name? Uh, I'm Boop. Boop. I'm uh, I'm Link, but it's L Y N Q. That or at least a search engine. Uh, I'm. Believe it or not, just BC. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. wow. Not, not, not Rizzo or, or Ghostface. Well, we still don't have enough space for Ghostface Killer. Yeah, I, I didn't go Wu-Tang for this one. I, I was... I might go back, replay the island. <laughs> okay. Figure out a it, killer B that fits this game. So, uh, in, in keeping with uh, my Zelda tradition, I named myself something that will make NPCs say dumb stuff. So, I am... I farted. <laughs> and... Trust me, it has already paid off immensely. <laughs> so, uh, as, sure. as the host of the season, I won't be uh, bringing up a bunch of my screen grabs where I can say these names because I'm going to be focused on being an adult. But uh, <laughs> in my playthrough, I will definitely be giggling I will say every time I see having it. Having boobs been funny at certain points. Yeah, as it. Yeah, like you're yeah. you're a smart kid, boob. Yep. <laughs> So uh, let's let's go back to what Ty was talking about. Uh, how great this intro is! Yes. Uh, I, I, I love, I love how like understated and somber it is, but then like it fits the tone of the game because it starts off as this kind of like quiet, sad thing, and then it goes into a, a triumphant sound. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's punctuated by this adventurous music, which is you know the original Zelda theme. Uh, but then it goes back into kind of a somber, somber yeah. tone to end. Like, this game is, is like a big, grand adventure, but it's about uh, a very sad, destroyed Hyrule that had a tragedy befall it. So, I mean, you know, we even get to the point of the game. Like, it, it recounts the Ocarina story, but then we we get to the part where Link never shows up, which would be basically another zelda game if he had shown up the the big point is that that link never appears so people pray to the goddesses for help and the goddesses answer is something basically i think we'll find out later i don't think we find out in the opening what happens but you know they they pray for help and they sort of get help uh but people still tell stories of this uh especially on the island where our main character grows up they talk about the hero of legend or the hero of time. They don't say that in the opening, but uh, and on a, on your birthday of a certain year, uh, kids are given green garb to dress up in, and uh, that's sort of where we will begin at this game. And there's a we see a little blonde girl holding a, a telescope. She's yelling Hoy! <laughs> and looking for her brother. Which, I gotta say, I forgot just how adorable uh, her name is Ariel. Yeah. 
I forgot just how adorable this is. And she finds her her brother, a sleeping kid, at the top of one of these. Um, I love how she uses the telescope like ten feet away from him to still <laughs> stare at him. Every everything she does is just adorable. I hope nothing bad ha- ever happens to her. I yeah, nothing <laughs> bad will ever ever nothing ever will. To her. Duh. Um, also, it's it's kind of you know like we've we've dealt with family i think in uh, link having a family in one game in a link to the past he has an uncle it was a big deal to me as a kid that like oh he has a sister and he has uh an elder i mean ocarina uh, references his mother right oh well he has to come from somewhere yeah (laughs) but yeah like we don't like they're not like players in this game like that's a, a one-off thing in a cutscene that a baby deku tree tells us about or deku sorry type uh tells us about but um yeah like like these are actual visible family members of link um so i i always thought that was a big deal as a kid uh so ariel tells uh link or i farted or you know whatever <laughs> link uh that don't you remember what today is that's right, today's your birthday. Happy Woo. birthday. <laughs> we should probably go back you should probably go back to house to see G Money. She's got a <laughs> present for you. So uh exploring this island, like what 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 did you guys do first? Uh I went we and got, go, we can go straight to me. grandma's house, but yeah. you know. Um yeah, I mean, like, we can, there's a few things to do. You can get a little bit of rupees. You can talk to the people, get to know them. Uh, yeah. You can talk to the weird guy above the dojo. Yeah, I mean, well, well. also, there's a there's a weird guy underneath the dojo yeah. who's outside, who's on his hands and knees looking for a pig because his wife wants a pig. And he tells you, you got to you gotta crawl up to the pig or they'll run away. And so I crawled up to the pig. You don't have to crawl. I, I, I just chased it. I picked it. it up. Well, you don't have to. But I, I, I picked it up, and then the weird guy that BC was talking about goes, Hey! And immediately me. I dropped the pig. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> damn it. I was really trying to get this taken care of. Um, uh, he doesn't do anything with yeah, it. Yeah, the... Well, I mean, he just he teaches us basically what we were talking about, targeting, where, hey, yeah, 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 someone yeah. you want to target them, th- this is this is a thing. Um um, yeah, the, the guy, uh, one of the guys explained, uh, he, uh, he farted right before he told me about how to cut grass. Uh, I don't know why, uh, but he told me he farted, so. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm not gonna bring up actual things like I did before when I was I Am Drunk in Ocarina, but sometimes my notes might reflect that. Um, <laughs> speaking of the grass, uh, I do want to bring up the fact, uh, Jeremy, Cube Club. Mm-hmm. You and I both went to Cube Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this this event that uh, Nintendo was holding in cities around the country in two thousand two, like winter two thousand two. Uh, it was the first time I it was it was held at the old Discovery Zone up in Clearwater for people who live in our town. <clears throat> oh, geez. But it was the first time I saw this game, and uh, the the wind and the grass, like the way the grass moved, was left such a huge impression on me. And and I always thought that was cool, cool, and and so that came back up into my mind when this guy was teaching me cut the grass down, just cut it away. <laughs> yeah, I will say it's it's weird uh, because I remember playing that at the Cube Club, and I was the first person there to beat the boss that That's you right. can play, 
and like i remember like seeing some other people there just like they didn't want to actually play the game but they couldn't stop watching it and they were just there watching it the whole time and they pointed that out to me and i was like oh okay cool uh and (laughs) yeah i definitely did not touch the game while i was there yeah you it would have been one of you yeah that, yeah, I was. Well, I, but I also wasn't watching someone play. Like I, I walked past it and was just like, "Wow, that game looks great! I cannot wait till it comes out in five months." But I was, you know, I'm one of those kind of nerds who just like I will stay away from the thing that I want to play until I. Get I play. usually. So yeah. when we do get to that boss, I do remember the first time playing it and just being like, "Oh yeah, this thing! I know the exact way to do it." And it was like kind of, it was kind of annoying because I'm like, "Oh, I know everything on here." I know exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, I've played this before. We will get to that in a couple episodes, what Jeremy is talking about. So, so we, uh, BC was talking about the, the guy above the dojo who teaches us Z-targeting. You can go up to him and talk to him if you want. He's basically the, uh, the thing that in Zelda games were like, hey, I'm the tutorial guy. I've got books, or in his case, things tacked to the wall that will teach you the little new like the the tutorial crap at the beginning like here's how you use your camera and here's how you do this uh i never liked this guy i always liked his brother orca better in fact i don't even know what his name is um but well we don't see that's the issue we don't see the name they don't say like who's talking so you don't you only learn names when someone else is referencing them yeah and so so in this case the the smart brother won't shut up about his brother Orca and how mm-hmm. much of a philistine he is, uh, as compared to Orca, who doesn't really even talk about his brother because he doesn't care. So we never—I I don't remember the, the the genius brother's name at all because Orca doesn't really say it. He's not if you important. go downstairs, Orca. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't care at all. Uh, Orca is actually involved in in side quests and story points story beats in this game uh he he will just teach you how to use your sword and um how to use the new fighting mechanic in this game which is to parry wait for an enemy to attack it's called the parry it's not a and you wait it's not a parry it's though parry. it's not but technically it's a parry, parry but he calls it a parry yeah yeah it technically though it is not a parry you you just you, you it's a roll a dodge, dodge slash. into yeah. a slash yeah basically it's a dodge you, slash it's a counter, a if well, you will. Well, a counter would make more sense. Yeah, it, I would, yeah, I would yeah, call yeah, it a yeah. counter. Um, definitely, uh, you know, fire emblem style counter. I've got a bunch of notes about the people in the town, but it really doesn't matter. There's a, a kid with snot hanging out of his nose. There's Nintendo's he follows you around. He really likes yeah, you. He's he's, he's really annoying. you know he's really into you. Boop, 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 um, boop, boop, boop. That's all you hear next to you. Like, oh my god! Again, the issue is is that we don't know any of these people's names. So even if it's like right. they have something interesting to say, they're really not going to be that important unless someone else references yep. them. Yeah, one of, one of them is you know like you have the snot nosed kid and then the snot nosed kid's brother. <laughs> That's the only only name I know yeah. him by. Big snotty, uh, big snotty, yeah. little snotty, <laughs> big snotty <laughs> and little snotty. That's canon. Also, I love Beetle. Beetle is here. His ship is on the dock. Thank you. I love oh, Beetle. I didn't even you go up to his... that. I didn't. Yeah, I, did. I forgot about that. I didn't yeah. check it out. I went in and I... got that the bait bag and some bait. Absolutely, absolutely did that. Got the bait bag. And you uh, get them fishies. Some uh, fish bait. I didn't buy any of the the weird. I didn't uh, buy the pair. I don't need it yet. 
hair that that looks like uh, Coco from. Animal I don't even Crossing. know if I ever even used those things. So, I well, you, first time around, I used them a lot. You you do. You, I mean, like if you, especially if you don't know what you're dealing with, mm-hmm. you can put a pair on your head. Control the, the pairs allow you to control a seagull. So if yeah. you put it on your head and there's a, where a seagull's nearby, it will eat the pear, and then you can use it as a way to fly around the island and scope it out first. Yeah. So, yeah, like as Jeremy was saying, uh, when I first played this game, I did it a lot. Um, it, a couple, it, it's used... I've never really uh, used it. A them. couple times. Uh, nothing story-driven, but uh, definitely on some islands where... Uh, you have to like hit a switch or something. You, you will you will need it uh, for that. But for the most part, I keep all bait except for a, a couple pairs in my bait bag. Does anyone else have any other uh, things they want to say before we meet old Nanner Buns? Nanner Buns. Nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. So when when you first walk into uh, your house, Nana is nowhere to be seen. But if you climb the ladder to your room, she's holding the clothes. Like, hey, yeah. happy birthday. This is tradition. Put the, put the green Link clothes on, sort of thing. And then she tells uh, you to go get to... Yeah, well, well, Link doesn't seem to care. He, no, he doesn't. Kind of ambivalent looking. Yeah, well, she's I think like, in, in the past, uh, you could have become a child that. soldier now. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's funny yeah, that the you... text is like... The text literally says, "Aren't these a little hot for this place or whatever?" <laughs> yeah, these seem to be. Uh, you know, this this island is kind of in a in a warm, a temperate or a warm climate. I don't know. Uh, he's probably upset I mean, because now he's going to have to get a job after this. <laughs> <laughs> this is now you're a man. Yep, go get a job. Grow go up. make us some money. Go make some money. Uh, as much as I, as much as I love Beetle in this game, which I really love Beetle. Uh, I love Grandma like a million times more. She's just adorable and sweet and warm, and, and I I just think she's so I just she's so great. I just love her. <laughs> uh, she does let us know that that these are like the day these days are the ways of peace, but that this is just sort of symbolic coming of age gesture. Uh, I uh, I don't know what how what age we are. Presumably ten because of ocarina i don't know yeah i thought it was it was but, either 10 or 12 i can't remember i think yeah, it was 10 yeah we were we were definitely 10 in ocarina so I, we're I a tween I always assumed it was 10 yeah we're, we're getting to that tweenage <laughs> the tw- um. <laughs> it's the tweenage you know adult links like 17 that's not an adult <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I digress just hit me. I, I can also only hope that like any uh, any good younger sister, that Ariel would raise hell if she was not also allowed to participate in this when she turns that age. Like, but Link got to do it. Why don't I get to do it? Like any kid would definitely go through that oh, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. After that cutaway, Link is now changed to the outfit, um, and Grandma transforms into Kavora Gavora and asks if we got all that. Uh, this time though we we don't have a yes or no option, which is kind of refreshing. It's just like, yep, yeah, that's yep, yeah, cool. Move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Then then old Nanners kicks you out so she can get the house ready for your birthday party. Uh, you know, now go on get. <laughs> go get your sister. Soup. I got soup to bake. 
So go find your sister. So we're making our way to the watchtower. Uh, and she tells you to look for some at reason, the mailman with your telescope. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, running down the ramp is uh, to the watchtower is just burning in my brain. I don't know why, but this this moment is very iconic to me. She she gives you she offers you her her telescope as a birthday present, her most much like the possession. net in a length of the past. Yeah, much like the net in a length of the past, we have to give it back at some point. Just like you know, make sure you give this back to me. Right. And tells us to look at the mailman, and when we look at the mailman, we start a giant long cutscene. Uh, BC did. Did your MacBook Air have problems with this cutscene? The the cutscene of the the bird flying by. Yep. Yeah. No, but it did. Um... Oh, sorry. The cutscene of the bird flying by. It was fine, but it did have pro- problems with the um the telescope. So for whatever reason, oh. I couldn't zoom <laughs> in more, and yes, I was stuck, and so it was like. Hey, you need to yes. zoom in more, bro. But it wouldn't let me do anything. Like it, yes. And you can't get out. I was like, oh, I'll just back out and then bring <laughs> it back up again. It was like, no. It was no. Just my like, game tried to to crash multiple times while doing this. So I don't understand why. And I'm playing on a what 2015 MacBook Pro. Sounds like a dolphin problem. Yeah, it is. It's it's got something to do with that. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, it might. My game definitely tried to crash before this cutscene. Once I finally got it like centered, and I had to like uh, reload a quick save multiple times to get this to happen, it it launched the cutscene, and and things were okay after that. Gets yeah, good. So yeah, oh. so we're introduced to a giant bird uh, whose name I won't say now because we don't know it. Big mystery the bird. bird. Car- big mystery bird. Uh, the bird is carrying a, a a blonde girl whose name I won't say now because we're not introduced to her. She looks really cool, though. It is really cool, and she is really <laughs> cool. Uh, he he ends up uh, the bird ends up dropping uh, this girl into a forest up top after a big old pirate boat is shown chasing him, shooting cannons at him. So we got it some rocks. sea thieves going on here. How dare you, Brian? <laughs> what? Great game. Taint this masterpiece with that. What? The, the the game we all described as the most fun we've ever had playing something? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, well I don't know. You just deleted the, the podcast, so we can't go back and check that. Nope. <laughs> so the girls dropped into a giant forest uh, above, uh, on the cliffs above. Uh, yep. We cannot get there. There is a, a row of... Uh, thin trees uh, blocking the road that goes up there. So in order to get there, we must do what? I love the... I love the idea of there was an issue where too many kids were going up on this cliff and they were like, okay, how are we going to prevent that? They're like, well, I'm going to plant these trees. (laughs) So maybe in like 15 years, they'll be grown enough that they're going to stop the kids. And Link just cuts them down. But then... (laughs) And then some bratty kid with a sword cuts it right down. But then, like, 15 years after that, they'll be so big that they've grown into one another, and then no one can get through there. And they become sentient and yeah. throw a dungeon inside of them. Yeah, Mark Such is the life of that. trees in this world. And then you're not solving the problem of keeping kids out of danger because the kids have to go inside. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's just one of those giant trees that keeps it's asking kids to go inside of its mouth. 
<laughs> Classic story. Then you have to then you have to plant a row of small trees in front of that tree. Yeah. To, keep to them block out off of the mountain. You have to summon yeah. a giant spider demon to go inside of it. <laughs> it's a whole big issue, man. Before you before we do all of this, you can actually go talk to Orca in the dojo and learn how to use the sword, but he doesn't give you one. Uh, if you did that before, you'll have to do it again in order to get the sword. He will let you keep the sword. He's like, oh, I, I feel that things are getting weird, so you might need to be a 10-year-old with a sword now. <laughs> Take this weapon. So here you go. <laughs> the sword will fix everything. Uh, in the forest, we can see the blonde girl that we saw, the, the giant bird holding. She's now, like, hanging by her belt from a tree branch, unconscious. Uh, man, I man, I loved this area when, when I was first playing it as a kid. Like, it was just so cool. I was like, oh, I get to finally have combat now. I love that there was a point when you're learning your training is like, wait until they attack and then you can press A and do a dodge. But that doesn't work with these enemies. So yeah. if you just like sit there and wait for the A, they just smack you in the face. Because you don't yeah. have a shield. So you're just you're you have to be careful because all you're doing is using your sword. So you're yeah, you you can still you know as someone you know, at the, at back when this game first came out, someone who had played a lot of, of Ocarina and and stuff, like you can still do the backward jump and side hop around them and stuff so i was definitely doing that i don't think i i even noticed the parry system until we started to get to some of the more dangerous enemies later in the game yeah i really like the combos in this game like the like the animations for just like the basic combos you do yeah pretty good i feel like yeah uh if you get to a certain point uh the bad guy birds apparently they're called kargaroks did anybody know that? No. no. You, you you run you run into these birds a lot in this game, um, but I never knew what their name was. Uh, apparently, it's Kargarok. Whatever. But they will they will drop Bokoblins. Technically, a new enemy, but you know. Well, yeah, smart. it's it, it's all like evolved versions of enemies that we've known. Like that's kind of this yeah. whole through line of the game is that we have like. The the characters and enemies that we've known they've they've evolved and are like variations of previous ones. So I still want to call them moblins, right? But but there yeah. are technically there are moblins. Oh right, there are still moblins. Moblins are like beefier guys in this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, bokoblin or bokoblin? I always Baca say I say bokoblin. Bokoblin, okay. definitely bokoblin. I say bokoblin. Like go goblin, bokoblin. Yeah, yeah. Bacoblin. I always say bokoblin. I don't know why. So they're goblins then. Bacoblin. <laughs> Some of them, they're goblins. Yeah, they're goblins. They're goblins. Uh, once, once, either way, once we dispatch these bad guys, uh, the girl will wake up and then struggles for a while, and then the limb breaks. And she and, falls. Uh, this is all. This is all played for comedic effect, and I love it. Uh, oh, the yeah. timing's great on it. It's. It's. I, I think it's. I think it's just great. Uh, we learned her name is Miss Tetra. And, yes, and the first I time she's Tetra. referred to, she's she's referred to as know. Miss Tetra. And uh, let's one of one of her guys, uh, her pirates. She she is from this pirate ship that was chasing the bird down. Uh, comes running up, uh, wonders if she's okay, and fills her in 
on what she's missed while she was unconscious. Yeah. Uh, and she is very quick to move on with whatever their mission was. Yeah, she's, she's like, like we gotta right, go take go. care of that go. bird. Let's move. Let's get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we we then cut back to the bridge. Like we all leave the forest. We're on the bridge, and we find Ariel, much like any little sibling, has followed us to the forest. This is why yeah. the trees were put in place. <laughs> we don't want little kids on this bridge. They we broke the ancient don't. seal. Yeah, and now and that bridge bad is like going to happen to us, basically. I mean, it's it's a rope bridge. It, it could break at any time. But there's a yeah, missing there's a hole in it. You literally have to jump. So that you do oh, a yeah. cool jump across the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the giant nameless bird snatches her up. Uh, presumably because she is blonde and and looks slightly like Miss Tetra. Yeah. And flies away with our sister. So so just on the subject of like the sounds in this game, like there's like a lot of like. Like, from the intro to, like, when, like, the pirates first show up to rescue Tetra, there's, like, a lot of, like, just unintelligible, like, haze and yes and just general sure. sounds. But mm-hmm. someone called me, like, right as I was getting to the scene, and so I'm talking on the phone, and they're like, what is that god-awful screeching in the <laughs> background? And I'm like, oh, video game. She's like, it sounds like someone's torturing a child. I was like, well, kid just got kidnapped well, by a giant bird. So technically, you're correct. (laughs) (laughs) So Link just tries to run off this cliff. What is up with that? That's his response. Which uh, they they make a point of saying, like, yeah, you're look at all that. You've got lots of courage, but you're kind of (laughs) dumb. You you were just about to jump off that cliff, kid. What what is going on? And then he's like, I want to go with you. And they're just like, what? Like, you've just tried jumping off a cliff. I don't, I'm not a yeah. babysitter. <laughs> but but uh, the but the fact that he was so courageous that he tried to jump off a cliff to save his sister proves that, yeah, well, you know what? I guess you're not a you're not a loser. So, well, that's not that's up. not what proves it. Our mailman <laughs> shows up and be like, hey, uh, you guys screwed up here. It's your entire fault that he's gone. Take this kid with you. It wasn't yeah. like anything that we showed <laughs> yeah. them. Like, if it was just up to us, they would have got on their boat and they would have left without us. I and mean, it would just be me and Gmaw oh, wondering yeah. where our sister is. Yeah, yeah. He he shames the pirates, first of all, for bringing the giant bird here yep. anyway. Yeah. Like, hey, this is your fault, you know. And then he, you know, when Tetra tries to speak up, he's like, no, 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 no. No, little girl. Shut up, you child captain of an actual floating vessel. Yeah, he, he explains that long-eared girls have been disappearing all over the Great Sea. And then he explains it multiple times to them. Uh, he really breaks it down. And then, yeah. He really breaks it down. Yeah. <laughs> he points out how uh, Link is totally uh, badass McBaddington because he tried to jump off a cliff and he should be allowed to go with the pirates. Yeah. Take this reckless child with you. <laughs> Bring this reckless child and sail straight to Forbidden Island to the Forbidden yeah, Island. Go yeah. Right to, yeah, it tells us exactly where to go to the to the worst place Forsaken in the world, the Forbidden Fortress. Island. Forsaken Fortress. Go to the fortress. Yeah. Take this child to this fortress. Yeah, it's after hearing go. this, Tetra sort of has a change of heart. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, okay. go ahead and find a shield, I guess. 
Yeah, she's like, we're not, not taking this shield. Ship. Yeah. These are know, the rules. I, these are the pirate. This is rules. the pirate code. We all have a shield. None of them have shields. No. None of yeah, them no, have right. shields. But you're gonna need a shield because you're wearing green like the hero. Duh. Uh, yeah. Plot. Yeah, she says. Uh, she says, go, go ahead and tell everybody goodbye. Get a shield. Uh, you'll regret it if you don't. Um, so yeah, really nothing else to do but run right back to Grandma to get the shield that she pointed out earlier and was like, "Ain't that a shield? That's a good shield, right?" Uh, this is one of my favorite Zelda moments ever, though. Um, it's such a really like sweet scene uh, when he does his pose and, and then is just like, "Oh, Grandma's sad." <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Well, that that definitely does break the magic. Yes. Yeah. But uh, you, you climb up to your to to the upper loft to find where the shield was and it's already gone. And then you come back down and Grandma's sitting there by the door holding it, just very sad. Yeah, uh, her face is, her face is so heartbreaking. Uh, just sitting there holding the shield, like he even Link's face is shocked, like he doesn't know what to say. It's like you're gonna be a child soldier just like your grandpa was. <laughs> 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 That's why he's not in this game. <laughs> if you find him, tell him to come home. <laughs> we never find him. We have to wake him up with the chicken. Uh, I don't know. With a cuckoo. Oh, what? You 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 never got into that conspiracy theory that there's a certain spot in the ocean that you can drop your claw down and dig up your grandpa's remains? <laughs> yeah, I found it before. Yeah, it's it's like the, it's like the Triforce in in Ocarina, but darker. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> You've just been scarred. <laughs> no crap. Um, Grandma knows what needs to be done after she guesses that Ariel is gone. Um, we don't tell her that, but she's just like, "Don't, don't say it." I know because uh, you're a protagonist. Something awful has happened to your sister. <laughs> Obviously. Um, yeah, G Mama knows what needs to be done. So. Uh, we go ahead and take our shield and go join the pirates. And you know, Link looks on with hesitation. The whole town is out there to say goodbye. And I love this town, moment I mean, so much. It's yeah, really it's great. Sad. But by whole town, I mean all five of them. Yeah. Uh, and they they're all waving, but Link kind of looks on with hesitation until he sees uh, G Mama. G mama. She's out of the house on the, she's out of her house, but she's only on the porch just to, to wish him off. And it leads to this wonderful scene where like Link waves goodbye with his grandma, and uh, I just love it so much. It's it's so touching. It's so great. <laughs> it's so great. And then to punctuate that, Tetra completely doubts our ability to like be anything useful. <laughs> of course. Yep. <laughs> she's like, stop whining. You're worthless. I already know it. Why are we taking and from it? one child uh, yeah. soldier to another? Let me tell you, you're not cut out for this kid. <laughs> <laughs> She's been at this so long that she actually has command of a ship. Mm -hmm. like, when, when did she get it? Uh, quote unquote enlisted. Not that you enlist right. children. She was four years old. <laughs> oh man, she was a tough toddler. Yeah. She's just like, yeah. I was. I used to be like you. Should we turn around? Let you go back home. You're done, right? You're done, right? Just forget about your sister. Once again, Tetra is absolutely the best. 
Yeah, I looked uh, at that. So that is that is where we will leave it for this episode. Uh, a child off to war, sailing to the forbidden or the forsaken fortress, um, and we will pick it up there next episode. For the next episode, we are going to go ahead and get to Dragon Roost Island. Just just make landfall at Dragon Roost Island. Okay. Um, so that will be it. Uh, thank you Can't everyone wait. for joining us. Uh, this is I'm so excited for the season. I love this game. Uh, if game. you like this podcast, go ahead and uh, give us a, a rating on any podcast. Uh, you know what, Jeremy? Just go ahead and do it. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to <laughs> go ahead and find us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. If you can give us a rating, we really would appreciate it. It's really five stars and or, or anything else. Uh, the algorithms work that way that if you enjoy this, give us five stars. If you don't enjoy it, feel free to follow us on Twitter at Chat of the Wild and you could tweet at us about how much you hate us. Uh, we've gotten a few people to tweet on there and it's been really nice interacting with them, telling uh, their stories of like what they remember from the games we've been playing. If they have been playing along with us or if they just like listening to our episodes and just reminiscing about the games that they used to play a lot when they were kids. So go ahead and do all those. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Invaluable as always. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, we will see you next week uh, on another episode of Chat of the Wild. Original recipe. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>